the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Hello, friends. Mike Lee here, the Director of Local Ministries at 93.9 KPDQ, 104.1 The Fish, 93.1 L Ray, the new Talk 1640, and, of course, True Talk 800. And one of the wonderful classes I've been able to take over the years, twice, in fact, is called Financial Peace University. You may hear about it on the Dave Ramsey Show or on our own True Stewardship with Chris Brown, which airs weekdays on 93.9 KPDQ at 3 p.m. and also at noon. And it's a wonderful life-changing basic course which allows you to go through for absolutely nothing if you're willing to coordinate a class. And you don't have to be a brain surgeon or a financial person to do so. You have to be able to hit the play button on a DVD player for nine weeks in a course which helps people get their stewardship and their finances in order. Think about how much more you could serve the kingdom of God if you were out of debt or if you had your finances in a position to be at the most advantageous position possible, well, that's what Financial Peace University is all about. If you email me your contact info, I'll hook you up with Gwen Dirks over at the Ramsey Solutions Group, or you could even give her a call at 877-378-2667, extension 5132, or again, email me your contact information and my email address. Mike Lee at kpdq.com. That's M-I-K-E-L-E-E at kpdq.com. And speaking of special events, there's a wonderful one coming to town that you need to know about. It's called Rainier Days at Rainier City Park. That's on West A Street in Rainier, Oregon. Thursday, July 7th through Sunday, July 10th's free events. And here to tell us all about it, and in particular, the Sunday segments, which are called Praise in the Park, Welcome, Senior Pastor Jeff McCracken from Rainier Assembly of God. How are you today, sir? I'm doing great, Mike. It's a great honor to be with you today. Well, thanks for coming in. And if you'd like to know more about the church itself, they're located just east of the Lewis and Clark Bridge across from the Columbia River from Longview, Washington. So thanks for coming down to our studios, Jeff. And tell us, how long have you been the Senior Pastor at Rainier Assembly of God? been the senior pastor for a little over seven years and uh, was senior associate for about three years before that and used to come in as a guest speaker even before that. So we've had a long tenure together and good relationship and uh, from both sides of the river. I actually live in Longview, Washington and pastor in Rainier, Oregon. So we draw about 80% of our people from across the river in Longview and uh, make up the difference in Rainier. And then we also have some people that come from Vancouver and Portland area. And so uh, it's a fun church to be at. It's a good community, great fellowship, and uh, I'm excited to be there, honored to be there. And how long have you and Rainier Assembly of God been involved with Rainier Days coming to Rainier City Park? Uh, we've been involved with the uh, Sunday portion of it for about five years. We actually uh, were approached by the city. Um, the attendance was a little low on uh, on on Sundays, and so they approached us as 
kind of a rent-a-crowd. When I say us, I mean the Rainier Ministerial Association, not just our church. And we came together as a great opportunity to be able to uh, show the gospel on Sunday. And we started out with just a morning service. And that morning service, uh, which was a community-wide service and regional-wide service, ended up developing into more. And we eventually had Battle of the uh, Worship Bands on the afternoon. And then uh, eventually um, started bringing in some bands to... uh, bookend it and finish it out at the end of the day. So what bands or musicians may we have seen over the years at Rainier Days, Praise in the Park on Sunday that we might recognize? Well, the last two years we had Cutlass there, which was uh, just amazing. They're such a great band. And of course, this year we're going to have Aaron Schust. And so we're really excited about that. And the great thing about all of that is that it's a free concert. Uh, we, we as the Ministerial Association raise the money as well as other people that are interested in seeing the gospel gospel prosper in our region. And so they um, they help out with that, and we're able to bring those musicians in for free and be a blessing to the region. That's awesome, especially because you're able to not charge a ticket price. We're big fans of Cutlass, not simply for their music, but for who the guys are. Absolutely. They frequently drop in on the stations. And, friends, you may remember Aaron Suits' songs from our sister station, 104.1, The Fish. Everby is absolutely huge right yeah. now, not only on the air, but in many churches across America. I think my personal favorite is My Savior, My God from Aaron Schust. Other songs you may recognize include Watch Over Me and Give Me Words to Speak, God of Brilliant Lights, and My Hope is in You from Aaron Schust, who are just wonderful live. So have you ever met Aaron Schust before, Pastor Jeff? I haven't, but, uh, and in fact, it's kind of funny when we were first presented with the name, uh, just being real transparent, I wasn't sure who it was. And then uh, they started playing the music for me. I'm like, of course, I know that song and that song and that song. And uh, he's one of those guys that even though he has a Dove Award and and all this uh, publicity and and he's a great musician, I understand just an amazing guy personally. Uh, I didn't really know his name, but obviously knew his music. And so we're extremely excited to have him there. And uh, we really do try to bring in, uh, like Cutlass, people that have great character and uh, not just people that are showing up to put on a show, but actually to further the gospel. So are all of these events throughout the Rainier Days event between Thursday, July 7th and Sunday, July 10th, are those all free admission? They're all free admission. Um, the rides uh, you have to pay for. They have carnival rides there. They have vendors. Uh, they have concerts throughout uh, on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, they actually have uh, secular concerts as well as, uh, for instance, uh, one of our bands from our church will be performing on Saturday for about a 90-minute set. Oh, honey, then, by all means, give them a free plug. Who yeah, are they yeah. and what's their musical format? Resurgent Fire. They're uh, getting ready to cut their second album. And uh, they're an up-and-coming band, and uh, they're made up of believers from our area as well as uh, from other areas. And then we also have another band called Kingdom Culture, which is actually our worship band. And so uh, we're really honored to have all of them with us. And I think that worship's an extremely part of, uh, extremely important part of church. I think that people will uh, come for even poor preaching if they have good worship, but uh, usually they you won't know, suffer sad, through. But true. It is, it's true. Entertain us. <laughs> yeah. I don't care about the pastor. <laughs> I just want good songs. <laughs> Not that we should have that mentality, but if you've never thought that way, then I admire you because I personally have. Aaron Schust, coming to Rainier City Park, absolutely free. So have you gone to any previous Rainier Days events, Pastor Jeff? Absolutely. In fact, uh, when we started uh, partnering with them for Rainier Praise in the Park, 
Uh, I was actually honored to be the first uh, speaker, and uh, we had a great time with that. And I, I don't know how I drew the short straw, jokingly, but uh, but the ministerial association had asked me to speak, and we really had a great turnout. Um, and then over the years, it's continued to grow. Last year, the city, I don't i don't know how accurate this number is, the city says that we had 5,000 people there when we had Cutlass there. Uh, I I don't think I could count to five thousand, so I'm not too sure. But uh, but we we did have quite a few people there. That's really exciting. Yeah. So I want to backtrack before you were asked to get involved. Did you ever have a heart for joining Rainier Days if the opportunity opened up? You know, not just Rainier Days, but we're really big on impacting culture. Uh, we we think that. Um, in fact, I'll, I'll get a little preachy on you for just a second, Mike. The uh, I believe that the Ezekiel 47, where it talks about the river coming out of the temple, where it's ankle deep, where it comes out from under the doors and then knee deep and waist deep and then over our heads. I believe that the greatest miracles will uh, take place far from the church, not in the church. And I think we need to begin to change our mindset from we have to invite people to church to instead starting to bring the church to them. And I think that the church should uh, be an impact throughout the city, throughout business, um, you know, throughout uh, there's something called the seven mountains of influence, uh, education, all the different areas. And I think that uh, we need to be those believers that are rising up for that. You know, initially in the Bible, it talked about ecclesia. Um, and that's the word that Jesus used for the church, which actually was uh, kind of a governmental agency where people would meet at the city gates and they would uh, vote and make the laws and, and do all of those things. And I think the fact that Jesus gave us that word, I think, is is a uh, it's a it's a prompt for us, if if I can use that word, uh, for us to be doing something in the city, doing something beyond the four walls of the church. And I think us just hiding in the church, waiting for people to come to us, is is a long past um, conclusion. When I see the church, and I'm not talking about a building or congregation, I'm talking about brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen. Get together of different sizes, ethnicities, and denominations. Right. Whether it's at Compassion Connect Oregon City or with the United Churches up in the Camas, Washougal area or with one church in North Clackamas. Amen. I think that makes a great statement to society, Absolutely. especially the unchurched people who think that perhaps the church is outdated or that all Christians are haters, and what are they doing in society? But then when we turn it around and we do serve in love and maybe work out with School Partnership Network or with Bridgetown Ministries, I think it makes a deliberate statement to the world that does open the opportunity to share the love of Jesus Christ. So I'm glad to see that kind of turnaround. That that encourages me. In fact, you know, I'm I'm a huge fan of that, and I think that uh, the whole idea of denominations, obviously God didn't create that, but I think man's done a good job of, of you know, denominations really means divided nations, which is not what God asked for. It's not what, you know, he prayed for us to be one, and uh, and we haven't done a very good job with that. And so I'm, I'm a little bit opposed to the denominations thing, even though I'm part of one, and they different. There's differing numbers, but many say that there's thirty-nine thousand to forty thousand uh, denominations in the world today. They include independent churches and and all of those things, and I I really don't think that's the picture that God wants. And so we've really tried to break down walls uh, between the denominations. Um, I I we started a ministry school about a year ago and uh, we've actually had Lutherans and Baptists and uh, uh, 
across the board, Nazarenes. We've had um, all kinds of people sign up and, uh, and attend our school. And I love that because I think that um, Jesus is so much bigger than our brand. And I'm really not interested in what the name is on the door. I'm more interested in what's going on inside the hearts that are going there. Jeff McCracken is the senior pastor of Rainier Assembly of God. Make sure to join them at Rainier Days at Rainier City Park, Thursday, July 7th through Sunday, July 10th, free events under the banner Sunday Praise in the Park, including a community worship service at 10 a.m., a battle of the worship bands from 1 to 4, and also at 4.30, Aaron Schust, live at Rainier City Park, all absolutely free with more information on the websites rainierdaysinthepark.com and rainierag.org. I'll link those to the Difference Makers page at truetalk800.com. And you could also follow them on Facebook, Rainier Days in the Park information page and Rainier Assembly of God. More with Pastor Jeff McCracken next on Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Welcome back to Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Mike Lee here. And one of the neatest things about my job is meeting interesting people. One is Senior Pastor Jeff McCracken from Rainier Assembly of God on Rockcrest Street, and that's just east of the Lewis and Clark Bridge across from the Columbia River from Longview, Washington, which is where a lot of the people from the church come from. And it's also right around the block from Rainier Days at Rainier City Park, Thursday, July 7th through Sunday, July 10th. And if you make it out on Sunday, some wonderful free events will be held at Rainier City Park, including community worship service at 10, Battle of the Worship Bands from 1 to 4, and at Praise in the Park, 4.30 p.m., Aaron Schust. Very exciting news. So thank you so much, Pastor Jeff, for coming in. And tell us about the feeling you had when they first invited you to be involved in Rainier Days. You know, I think it's uh, such an honor to be able to work with the city, and the city actually provides, uh, I, excuse me, I should say that differently. Rainier Days in the Park provides uh, the park. They invited us to come in as the Ministerial Association, set up Sunday Praise in the Park, and they actually provide the sound system, the uh, sound people, the platform, uh, everything that we do. Uh, they provide really the foundation for that, which is great, uh, a great honor and a great partnership. We really appreciate it. And Rainier Days in the Park is a nonprofit, and so uh, they operate uh, independent from anything else, and they do an excellent job and really provide some uh, very family-friendly stuff. Uh, and, in fact, I think that uh, their fireworks display on Saturday night has been judged the best on the Columbia River. And I don't know how many people show up for that, but it's in the tens of thousands and, I mean, it, it's just really amazing. You can see it from both sides of the river. It's beautiful display. We're really impressed. We're really geocentric when it comes to our comfort zone. So can you tell us just how beautiful it is looking over the Columbia River in the Longview Rainier area? Well, it's always better when it's not raining, um, but and that hasn't always happened. But uh, sometimes uh, we actually get decent weather for it, and it's a great thing. And uh, when we have those clear nights above the Columbia River and uh, the backdrop of the Rainier Hills and, and uh, looking from the other side, looking from Rainier, uh, the backdrop of Longview, is it's, it's just a beautiful thing to be able to uh, go down there. A lot of people bring their families, uh, lay out a blanket, uh, lawn chairs, whatever they want to do, and uh, just experience those fireworks. There's vendors there that are selling food, so a lot of people uh, stopping at food on their way in. 
and uh, they're able to have kind of a family time, bring a lot of friends. I'm not sure about barbecuing or anything like that, but boy, food and, and fireworks, how can you beat that, right? Sounds like a lot of fun. I suppose if you like more specifics, you could go to the website RainierDaysInThePark.com. But Pastor Jeff was telling us about his heart and wanting to really combine and serve the community. So can you tell us about some of the other area churches that Rainier Assembly of God is partnering with on this Praise in the Park project? You know, the uh, churches in Rainier have really come together. Uh, There's our church, Rainier Assembly of God, as well as Olson's Corner Assembly of God. And then there's uh, Riverside Church and uh, Church of God Church. And uh, they we all partner together, not only on this, but also on Easter services, uh, Christmas time, Thanksgiving service. Uh, We partner together to give to Hope Ministry, uh, which is a a feeding uh, developmental um, uh, ministry, independent ministry, if you will, uh, that helps feed and clothe the community. Uh, we just love working together. And, and I don't know that, and I've uh, pastored in a couple different areas, but I don't know that I've ever seen a ministerial association that has so much trust in each other. And even when uh, we've gone through some uh, pretty horrific uh, circumstances uh, in different churches and in the city there, uh, the churches have come together. And it's been great for me to uh, look across uh, seemingly horrible circumstances and see brothers in Christ that I trust, that I know, that uh, can actually do things better than I can, that are coming together to minister to the people in the community. And it, it's just a real honor and, a, and, and even just a joy to be able to hang out with them, to be friends with them, to have relationship with them. And then we have a lot of the churches from the Longview uh, area as well as St. Helens and uh, Scapoos, Klatskanine, uh, those churches usually come and join with us. And so uh, it's, a, it's a great opportunity for us to come together and, and, again, tear down the denominational walls and just have fun together under the name of Jesus. I think that's very important. So if you were speaking to some churches that didn't have opportunities to fellowship in place, what suggestions would you give a church that feels like it's in the cowboy mentality state and doesn't fellowship with other leaders or inner churches or ministries? Well, you know, one of the things that uh, I think, you know, we were talking before the break, we were talking about denominations, and uh, I think that one of the problems there is unity. And I think that uh, when we look at unity, we think that that means that we all agree. The fact is, is that true unity is when we disagree and we can still come together. And so, uh, you know, even though we don't agree on every single detail of of theology, and in fact, sometimes even uh, something that might really for lack of a better word, sticking somebody's craw as far as theologically against somebody else, we're still able to reach across denominational boundaries and and hold hands, if you will, or um, come together, especially in light of uh, situations. You know, recently uh, it was interesting as we were watching coverage of the Orlando shooting um, in the gay nightclub down there, and uh, there were churches that were coming out to be supportive towards those families, and uh, one one civil rights person came out and said, you know, we're really disappointed that uh, they've only come out when there's a problem. And I want to I suggest that maybe we need to be better at, even in the everyday life, of being unity-oriented, not just when there's an emergency, not just when there's a bad situation. But how much better would we be able to reach the world if, if they didn't see us fighting against each other or fighting with each other, but they saw us working together in everyday life, not just under, under the umbrella of bad circumstances? And that's a very good point. So are there any examples that you can give us that we might want to reconsider when it comes to 
the everyday versus the extreme? Boy, that's a good question. Um, one of the things that, uh, that we like to do as we come together, and th- this seems simple, but I think that it's a great foundation, is that uh, we have four different denominations that are involved in our ministerial association. And there are some things that we disagree on, but we don't concentrate on those. And we come together uh, once a week and we pray together. And in fact, after we had a, a fairly bad situation where the chief of police was shot in our city a few years ago, uh, and then the shooter actually turned and shot at me inside our church. Uh, we actually started coming together not only to uh, meet to pray once a week, but once a month we go and pray on the city hall steps, and uh, and we stand there. Um, we pray together for about an hour on the city hall steps. And, it, and it's not just coming together uh, to pray together, but it's also doing it publicly and letting the city know, letting the region know. And, and city hall's right on a main thoroughfare. It's on a highway, actually. And so uh, there's a lot of people that drive by and see us, and they probably some probably think that we're nuts. But the reality is, is that we want to pray for those civic leaders. We want to see those leaders be successful. We want to see our city uh, come together. And I'm not a doom and gloom guy. I'm not a um, the world's going to hell in a handbasket. But I think that Jesus is at work on the earth, and um, and He wants to see some things flourish. He wants to see the kingdom advanced. And so. We personally, um, in our church, when I became senior pastor, I told the board that we would no longer make church decisions, but we would make kingdom decisions. And they asked me what that meant. And I said that that means we're not going to make decisions that will only bless our church, but we're going to make decisions that will bless the kingdom of God. Sometimes that costs us money. Sometimes it costs us uh, fame, fortune, whatever. Uh, It doesn't mean that we always need to be the most important person in the room. Sometimes it means that we need to honor somebody else. And uh, sometimes honoring somebody else can be a difficult thing. And we, we talk a lot about uh, even in honoring people. Sometimes you see somebody on the street or somebody that you meet. And uh, we like to use the analogy that it's easy to find dirt in a gold mine, but it's hard to find gold in a gold mine. And when we look at somebody, we don't want to just see the dirt in their lives. We want to see the gold in their lives and we want to call that forth. And I believe that because Jesus made all of us in his image, that there's always gold in somebody's life. And they, it may not be apparent. It may not be on the surface. You might have to dig for it for a little bit. But I think that um, if we were to begin to call out the gold in people's lives, I think there would be more people following Christ today than, than there are now. Any recent success stories, Pastor Jeff, when it comes to the community appreciating what you do as combined churches and ministries? Uh, yeah, you know, there's uh, the great turnout of, of people, um, of course, for Rainier Days and then even also for uh, our Easter service and our Thanksgiving service. And, and we come together uh, at least those three times of the year, as well as for other things, for uh, camps and and uh, VBSs and different things. And we let each other use our buildings, use our uh, vans and, and vehicles and different things. And we partner together to do those things. And uh, as the community sees that, we do get a lot of feedback. And um, sometimes, uh, when you're a pastor, sometimes when you answer the phone, sometimes it's a good report and sometimes it's not it makes you a little bit nervous sometimes answering the phone, but we're, we love to hear that good feedback and to see things on Facebook of how people were blessed. And the way that, uh, Rainier is set up as we do Rainier praise in the park, it actually echoes out to a lot of the homes, uh, within a several mile radius. And that wasn't necessarily part of our plan, but it, it's a byproduct of, of what we've done. And, uh, we have people that will actually, non-believers, that will come out and sit on their front porch. Uh, and it makes it sound like it's a very small town, and it is a fairly small town. But even up to a couple miles away, people can sit on their front porch and be able to hear the service. 
that's taking place and and hear Jesus being preached. And so that's a great honor for us and and something that we don't take lightly. But uh, we put a lot of thought, a lot of prayer, and a lot of planning into Rainier Days in the Park. And so it's become, uh, I think, a successful venture. Rainier Praise in the Park is going on at the final day of Rainier Days at Rainier City Park in Rainier, Oregon. It begins Thursday, July 7th, but the big event we're inviting you to is Praise in the Park, which is Sunday the 10th. Every event that day is free, from the community worship service at 10 to the Battle of the Worship Band from 1 to 4, and Aaron Schust live at Rainier City Park with more information if you call the church at 503 556 8211 for Rainier Assembly of God, or check out the website rainierdaysinthepark.com and rainierag.org. That's rainierag.org. More with Senior Pastor Jeff McCracken next on Difference Makers on True Talk 800. You're listening to Difference Makers on True Talk 800 with special guest, the Senior Pastor of Rainier Assembly of God, Jeff McCracken. Jeff, thanks so much for Coming in today to tell us all about Rainier Days at Rainier City Park, going on from Thursday, July 7th through Sunday, July 10th, but especially Praise in the Park going on on Sunday with a community worship service at 10, a battle of the worship bands from 1 to 4, and Aaron Schust live and free at Rainier City Park beginning at 4.30 p.m. So we're very excited that fish artist Aaron Schust will be joining us at Rainier Days So can you tell us how excited you and your combined churches are when it comes to reaching out to this community? You know, it's so exciting this year. We're uh, partnering with the Fish in regard to uh, Rainier Praise in the Park, and uh, they have done such a great and amazing job as we've worked with them. And this is the first time that we've really partnered with them. We've bought some advertising in the past, but this year we really feel like we're partnering with them. And uh, it's really just been a, uh, an excellent experience. I would encourage other churches to do it for their uh, events. And, uh, you know, even um, just uh, being able to uh, come together with the other churches and then uh, come together with uh, the fish has been uh, one of the better experiences that I've experienced, you know, in unity and in uh, trying to bring people together for the common goal of reaching them for Jesus. And uh, at times, uh, that can be a challenging situation as you work with different vendors, you work with different situations, but uh, we're really excited and, and really pleased with what's been going on so far this year. This is kind of an odd quirk of mine, but having experience and doing the slides on the big screen and running <laughs> a soundboard over the years, I'm probably most happy for all of your combined church's sound booth guys who can just go yeah. and enjoy not have to worry about mic levels and actually worship unhindered. So that's really exciting. I want to find out where your community-minded heart came from, Senior Pastor Jeff McCracken of Rainier Assembly of God. So let's go back to your history. Where did you grow up in the first place? Grew up in in Longview, Washington, uh, born and raised, and uh, grew up in church, grew up in a church that at that time was called Faith Temple. Um, It's now Faith Family. Um, uh, Pastor Giles and his son Bob, uh, both senior pastors at different times, uh, were a real blessing to me, really uh, invested in my life. Used to go up to a uh, campground up on the Washougal River every summer for family camp and teen camp and all those things. And uh, actually, when I was 13 years old, uh, there was a speaker that had come, and I would consider him a prophet. He called me out uh, on a Wednesday night in church and uh, said that I would be a pastor to pastors someday. And that uh, kind of rattled my cage a little bit. And then uh, about six months later, uh, at that campground up on the Washougal River, uh, a guy named George Watkins, who uh, I've been able to reconnect with over the years, 
uh, called me out of the crowd, a 13-year-old skinny little guy, and uh, called me out and, and again said that uh, I would be a pastor to pastors. And when God tells you something more than once, you should probably pay attention. And so uh, that that really set a foundation for me. And then later on, when I was 19, I became a youth pastor at that church and uh, grew in that and grew in ministry and eventually um, started going out and doing a guest ministry, itinerant ministry, uh, different churches, filling in for pastors and eventually doing healing and prophetic conferences and still do that today. We have a great team at our church that uh, allows me to be able to go out on uh, a couple times a month and be able to do those things. And so we really enjoy doing that. So was the family you were raised in church going and Christian? My mom was. Um, my mom uh, never never missed the doors being open at the church, and so uh, grew up in church. In fact, we have people in the church today that uh, were my Sunday school teachers uh, growing up, and uh, they're totally amazed that not only am I a pastor, but I'm still alive, and uh, that, um, that uh, somebody else didn't take me out because I think they were challenged to do that a few times. And, uh, you know, those kids that you're teaching in Sunday school, uh, the the worst behaved ones, they become the best pastors, the best speakers. And so uh, just don't give up on them. But we uh, grew up in that and um, even uh, kind of kind of renamed Royal Rangers into Rowdy Rangers when I attended that for a while. And uh, just grew up in church. It was a great experience, had uh, great people around me that invested in me. And then later in um, becoming a, a youth pastor, began to invest in young people myself and uh, saw the value in that, saw the value that uh, youth are not the church of tomorrow, but they're the lifeblood of the church today. And if you can get a youth group on fire, it'll turn the whole church upside down in a good way. In fact, that's my favorite verse is Acts seventeen six. Those that have turned the world upside down have come here too. And we have that painted on the wall in our sanctuary. But uh, I just love the idea of young people um, hearing the Word of God, people around them, investing in them, speaking into them. And I don't think that there's an age, um, no matter how old you are, how young you are, that you can't be an investment, you can't be an encourager, an exhorter, if you will, uh, to other people in other age groups. And I think that, especially uh, as we get older, uh, we get into uh, our senior citizen age, I think that we think that uh, there are uh, young people that don't want to hear from us. And I think that's that's totally not true. I think that there's an intimidation factor there, and I think that there are some some people that need to be some spiritual grandmas and grandpas to some young people, and really invest in them, really encourage them. When I say invest in them, it doesn't take money. It usually, just takes an encouraging word to to help change something. Amen to that, Jeff McCracken. So, as a skinny thirteen year old, <laughs> hearing the word that you would someday be a pastor to pastors. How seriously did you take that? Did it take long to sink in? Did God just give you an immediate peace about it or what? Well, at 13, I didn't even know what that meant. But, uh, you know, and and I remember it was, you know, this was the old school thing where you had the tent meeting and, and they had sawdust on the ground and the whole thing. And I remember being prayed over and, and laying there in the sawdust and just weeping in the presence of the Lord and uh, and trying to absorb that that message. But it's been something that's echoed through the years in, in my heart and in my mind and has really helped craft who I am. And uh, later, uh, in later years, I hadn't seen George Watkins, who was the second one to give that word over me. I hadn't seen him in probably 30 years. I'm, I'm 46 today, and it was just a few years ago that I ran into him at a meeting up in Seattle, and he had gotten up and shared uh, a testimony about what was going on, and I was asked to share a testimony after him. And 
I got up and shared that story without sharing his name until the very end and then called him out on it. And uh, he was as surprised as everyone else in the room. And uh, we were able to be reconnected. And uh, we've had him in our church and had him speak at our school at different times. And he's just been a, a great spiritual father, even the last few years, somebody that I can call on that uh, you know, has been there and done that, has the wisdom. And I think that uh, when we when we don't take advantage of that, I think that sometimes we try to reinvent the wheel and the wheel's been around a long time. I think that we waste a lot of time by not drawing on those that have come ahead of us. And, you know, even as a pastor, uh, sometimes I'm fathering people that are older than me. And that seems like a weird thing, seems like a weird thing to even say, and it's very humbling but at the same time, I think it's a great opportunity for us to be able to invest in each other. And it's one of the reasons that I even love to hear uh, prophetic words that are given over other people is that I want to hear those words so that I can invest in those people. I can encourage those people. I can encourage them to walk in what God's called them to be. Uh, it's it's not just all about me, but it's also about encouraging others to become all that God's created them to be. And that's one of my real heart desires. It's what get, gets me up in the morning is to help others become what God's called them to be. And um, we we do a lot of different things in ministry, but probably one of the greatest things that I get to do is to see people uh, get trained up, whether I'm a part of that or, or, or other leaders in our church, but to see people get trained up and then begin to walk in those things, whether it's a business leader, whether it's a ministry leader, it's uh, uh, somebody in the on the prayer team or, or whatever. But uh, I just love people s- seeing them be successful. And sometimes... Being successful isn't getting the results you wanted, but it's stepping out of the boat. And I, over the years, we've seen people get prayed for and, uh, you know, uh, for healing. We've seen a lot of amazing healings take place, but the success is not in getting them healed. It's the success truly is in stepping out of the boat and taking the risk to go and pray for somebody because that's when you manifest the faith. Um, somebody getting healed, that that's on God's part, but on our part is manifesting the faith to go forth and do that or to share the gospel or to um, ask somebody if you can pray for them, uh, different situations like that. I think that that's where the real success is, is, is just stepping out in faith. We don't tend to do that enough, Senior Amen. Pastor Jeff McCracken. So after your mom took you to this Longview, Washington church where you grew up, is there a certain moment where perhaps training or classes or mentoring or somebody taking you under their wing just gave you a light bulb moment. When did your faith become your own, undoubtedly? You know, like a lot of young people, uh, I would get saved every week. I say that jokingly. Uh, you know, you come back from from church camp in the summer and you're all fired up and that lasts for a while until you start hanging out with some friends or whatever and you go down the wrong path and you realize that you haven't done this or you haven't done that. And, uh, you know, each week you'd be in the altar trying to square yourself up again. But, uh, you know, when I was about 19, uh, I had... Uh, been running from God. I was going to college and had actually dropped out of college and uh, I'd been a good kid growing up. And then in college, um, started getting away from the Lord. And I was actually in a car accident uh, where I got rear-ended and uh, I have a pretty good scar in the middle of my forehead that um, actually came from uh, the top of a pop can. It's a funny story, but uh, I was uh, I got rear-ended in, in a little pickup truck that I had and uh, I was drinking, I was sitting at a stoplight drinking a can of Dr. Pepper, praise God for Dr. Pepper, but uh, I was uh, drinking the soda pop, and as I got rear-ended, uh, my head went forward, and the little pull tab on top of the can split my forehead open and uh, messed up my back and my neck and some different things, and I remember being in the ambulance, being hauled to the hospital and just calling on the name of the Lord, and, and I was scared like anybody would be, and 
that was a real turning point. I really started to realize that life was more fragile than what I thought it was and uh, began to turn myself back towards the Lord and uh, was able to reach out to some people that were in my life that loved me unconditionally. And I was able to uh, begin a mentoring process where after about a year of that, I became the, the youth pastor at the church, went into full-time ministry, and uh, I'd been really prepared for it over the years, but until I really got my heart right, really made that commitment that you mentioned, Mike, until I was able to do that, I really wasn't prepared. I was prepared in all the other ways and had done some schooling and some different things, but uh, until I really uh, committed myself, that was when it really made a difference, and I'll always be thankful for those people that were unconditionally loving towards me. Praise in the Park is coming to Rainier Days. It'll be Sunday, July 10th. Absolutely free admission to the community worship service at 10. The Battle of the Worship Bands event from 1 to 4. And to Aaron Schust, live at Rainier City Park. Just one of the churches involved is Rainier Assembly of God. More with Senior Pastor Jeff McCracken next on Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Thanks for joining Difference Makers on True Talk 800. There are many different ways that you can reach others for Christ, and one of them happens to be in entertainment or events or being in the local community, like perhaps Rainier Days coming to Rainier City Park in Rainier, Oregon, Thursday, July 7th through Sunday, July 10th. And on that Sunday, you'll enjoy Praise in the Park, all events going on absolutely free at Rainier City Park, including... Aaron Schust, live, beginning at 4.30 p.m. He's wonderful, live in concert. You better get there early. There's <laughs> even a community worship service at 10 a.m. And in between, Senior Pastor Jeff McCracken, representing Rainier Assembly of God. Tell us what's going on with this battle of the worship bands from 1 to 4. You know, that became a, uh, a really fun uh, opportunity for us. We had tried to figure out something in the afternoon uh, several years ago to follow up the community service. And we thought, well, how much fun would it be to bring different worship bands together with different styles. And we call it Battle of the Worship Bands, and there's not so much battle, there's more worship. But um, the whole goal of it is is to bring people together, and we've had people from um, quite a distance away come in and compete in that. And basically what we ask is that uh, each church would uh, put in $50, uh, or each worship team, I should say, put in $50, and then we turn around and we give that money back away as prizes. Um, we do have some judges and some different things, but the real thing is is coming together, bringing believers together, and really worshiping together. And we've had everything from uh, uh, old school rock and roll worship to uh, to new school and and everything in between, and maybe even some some kind of disco something somewhere in there. But uh, we've had a really fun time bringing the different styles together, and uh, basically they uh, have about a half hour set to be able to do on the platform and. I purposely call it a platform instead of a stage because I think that a stage you perform on and a platform you lead from, and I think that worship teams should lead, not just perform. Hopefully I can get an amen from somebody out there. But, amen to uh, the, uh, But I think that uh, – so they have a half-hour set. They have about a 15-minute setup time, a 15-minute teardown time, and we're able to uh, go one band after another fairly quickly, uh, just doing sound checks in between. Uh, but the way that we orientate our stage, we're able to uh, – have two bands up there at a time, one setting up and tear or tearing down and the other band performing or, or, or leading, I should say. And, uh, and so uh, it's a great opportunity. If you have a worship team that wants to be involved, contact us and uh, let us know that you're interested and 
Uh, we'll try and get a slot for you. We only have a certain amount of time because we do want to make sure that we give Aaron Schuess's team time to set up. But what we do is usually the winner each year, the next year they get to be the opening band for whoever the highlighting act is. So the band that won last year uh, will be the opening band for Aaron Schuess this year. And uh, and so it's a, it's a great opportunity and it's fun and you get to interact with other musicians and other believers. And we have a professional sound team that's there to uh, provide sound for you. So if, if you're interested in that, we'd love to hear from you. You know what I'd love to see, Pastor Jeff? What's that? I'd love to see a polka praise band and then <laughs> maybe open up for Skillet or Red next year, just, just to have the contrast. Of, just plant that seed out there. So I'm, my I'm, Southern Gospel, polka, and other types of music friends. I'm really going to be praying for you, Mike. You never know who's going to win. <laughs> well, I firmly believe that when we get to heaven, it's going to look like spending an afternoon at the DMV, an absolute train wreck of society, the oldest of the old, the youngest of the young, all these different ethnicities. And I, that's kind of what I'd like to see a little bit down here on earth when we combine our ministries together. So why not, as we are going to do at the Battle of the Worship Bands at Praise in the Park on Sunday, July 10th at Rainier Days, which is being held at Rainier City Park. Are you a musician yourself, Pastor Jeff? You know, I was once upon a time. I, I played trumpet a little bit in, in a couple different churches, but uh, that's that's a long time ago, and I uh, don't know that I would even know which end to blow in anymore, but uh, but yeah, I, I'm a huge fan of worship, love worship. It's, uh, I think it's one of the key parts in church, and I, you know, it's the only thing that really the Bible says that God will inhabit. As much as I think prayer, preaching, all the other things are important, he really says that he'll inhabit the praises of his people, and I think it's important because it helps us to know who he is and to know who we are, not just uh, it's not just singing, it's not just any of those things, but it's really it's a heart check, I believe. So, as the senior pastor at Rainier Assembly of God, Jeff McCracken, how do you encourage your worship team or worship teams to balance being excellent at what they do and preparing wholeheartedly with being open to the Holy Spirit and being willing and able to change direction or not get bent out of shape if the soundboard goes down? You know, I don't know that I've ever been in a perfect worship service. Something always seems to be off a little bit somewhere, somehow. And and at one point in time, I was on uh, the worship team at the largest Church of God church on the West Coast, and uh, it was it was amazing. We had we had a great time together. But you know, one of the things that uh, is really important when it comes to worship is that the the team is leading and that the team is working together. And you brought up uh, excellence, and that's one of the things that we push for is excellence, but not perfection. When, when you, uh, when you push for perfection, I think that, uh, then you know, whether, you know, there's, you concentrate too much on whether you've acquired that or whether you haven't. But I think with excellence, I think that, uh, if you do your best and you do a good job, uh, I think that there's always room to improve, but, but maybe you did better than the last time. And so one of the things that we do is, uh, I actually, uh, we have several, uh, very talented worship leaders, on our team. And one of the things that I do is I tell them that, uh, you better be prayed up. You better be ready to go because, uh, there's an old story about a preacher with a, with a hunting dog. And this hunting dog was new to the, to the pastor and he took him out hunting and, uh, and the, it was, they were hunting for birds and the dog went up and began to point into some bushes and the pastor, the hunter didn't see any birds in the bush, but he trusted the dog. And so he honored the point if you will. And, uh, he went up and, and of course, uh, there were birds in, in the bushes and he was able to hunt them. 
But one of the things that we do with our worship leaders is we we allow them to honor the point. In other words, if they feel that the Holy Spirit's doing something, I trust that they've been with the Lord because we have relationship and uh, and I honor their point. And so if, if they're leading in a certain direction, maybe something that we didn't talk about before service or whatever, uh, I allow them to do that. And uh, and I follow and, and we see what happens. And uh, there are certain times that I step in not to take control or anything like that because we have an amazing team and, and they do a great job. Are they always perfect? No, don't expect them to be. But uh, but they do have excellence on their mind. And, and the key thing is, is that we enter into the throne room, that we enter into the presence. And that's the most important thing I think that we'll do in a worship service, whether it's during the preaching, whether it's during music, whether it's the offering or whatever. Most important thing, I don't want to just be a club where we gather together to please people, but I really want to be a place where we can gather together to please the Lord and, and be in his presence. Better is one day in his courts than a thousand anywhere else. Amen to that. Senior Pastor Jeff McCracken from Rainier Assembly of God. Can you tell us about some of the other ministries that you're combining with for Rainier Days? Uh, yeah, we um, we actually have some other ministries within our church that, um, that we bring out. We uh, bring some prayer teams. We actually uh, have the Lower Columbia Healing Rooms. We have Kingdom Culture Worship Team. We have um, students from our Northwest School of Supernatural Ministry. We have all these different things as well as um, Church of God uh, brings out uh, people from their uh, teams that that they're able to uh, have pray for people, minister to people. Olson's Corner does a great job with uh, children's ministries and, and other things. Uh, there's a church called Riverside that uh, has a great pastor, uh, Paul and Janice Rice, and they do an amazing job. And they actually even uh, bring bounce houses. Um, they have a, a business that they own on the side. They bring those in and uh, they're nearby the where we set up for the community service, and so that's a great way for the kids to stay entertained during the service. Uh, sometimes kids are a little antsy during church, and that gives them an opportunity to do something else. But we have so much going on, so it's almost hard to list everything. Rainier Days is coming to Rainier City Park Thursday, July 7th through Sunday, July 10th. And I just want to thank you, Senior Pastor Jeff McCracken from Rainier Assembly of God, for giving us all the details about Praise in the Park on Sunday, which includes community worship at 10, Battle of the Worship Bands from 1 to 4, and you won't want to miss Aaron Schust live in concert at Rainier City Park with more information at 503-556-8211. Admission is absolutely free, and you can also check out the websites rainierdaysinthepark.com and rainierag.org. So thanks so much for coming in today, Pastor Jeff. Thank you for the great opportunity, Mike. It's been a great pleasure being with you today and and just getting to talk about what's going on. Bring your friends out to Rainier Days, especially the Sunday Praise in the Park. Friends, more information on our website, truetalk800.com. And thanks again for listening to Difference Makers on True Talk 800. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.